0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you think uh, your testimony uh, will pin down the president? Of course. I'm very confident Na During the time that I was still part of the project, Chairman Avalos was asking us to protect $130 million. He called up the first gentleman, to make sure that uh, there will be a loan facility for the NBN. Ms. Napoles, he prepared his money for us, let's say, 20 million, and he said, he has a the senator, he didn't have a to us, he the senator, So, when people you just heard have one thing in common, they all risk their lives, more than others, to tell their stories and stories affecting all of us.
1: These are the voices of whistleblowers, people who decided to come forward with the truth in the hopes that it will set them free.
0: What's the price of coming forward with secrets that you know? And is it worth the risks? Ako po si Robbie Alampay, puma podcast mula sa Quezon City. At ako po si Attorney Ted
1: Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson and now back teaching law at the University of the Philippines,
0: Ateneo de Manila, and De La Salle University. And this is the Talks, where Ted Te talks on all things law and government. In this episode, we talk about whistleblowers. In 1976, Primitivo Mijares wrote a book entitled The Conjugal Dictatorship of Ferdinand and Imelda Marcos. It was a tell-all book on the Marcoses, written by himself, the dictator's confidant. Mijares is one of the
1: more well-known whistleblowers in Philippine history. He blew the whistle on the conjugal dictatorship, something that was very dangerous, something that was fatal to him. But of course, there are other well-known whistleblowers. Chavit Singson was a whistleblower during the impeachment trial and later on the the prosecution of former President Joseph
0: Estrada. When it comes to big cases, cases that involve corruption or powerful men and women, why are whistleblowers important? What do they have to offer that neither the police nor authorities could ever uncover?
1: Whistleblowers provide valuable information. They have access to Documents, records, or information that no one else has because, well, they are part of the crime. We also have to remember that while we appreciate their courage to tell the truth,
0: whistleblowers were, as they say, in on it to start with. Fast forward to 1995. We have senior police officers Eduardo de los Reyes and Corazon de la Cruz who testified against then PNP chief Panfilo Lacson and 36 other cops in the Coratong-Balelen case. While in 2007, we have corruption whistleblower June Luzada, who testified against former Comelec chairman Benjamin Abalos and former first gentleman Mike Arroyo in the anomalous national broadband network ZTE deal case.
1: Well, whistleblowing can be dangerous. Edelos Reyes was a police officer who blew the whistle on the so called Kuratong Balaleng rub He went up against very powerful police officers, many of them who are no longer in the service. Some of them are still in the government service and still very prominent. And Edelos Reyes came forward at great cost to himself and to his family to say that it was not a shootout, it was a rub out. He and his children and his wife, they had to uproot themselves, leave their place, go to a safe house, live according to the schedule of someone else. They could not go out in public. So that is the cost of whistleblowing. But of course, there is also the the financial cost, the cost of securing a safe house. There are allowances that are granted, costs to providing for security for whistleblowers. Ted, who pays for this? Sino nagbabayad to secure the whistleblowers? It is administered through the Department of Justice. There is a way that the the law provides for filtering and assessing a state witness, but once a state witness is admitted into the program, then the government will have to provide for these uh, whistleblowers. Of course, government being government, we do not have unlimited resources or budget for that. So again, whether the budget for securing whistleblowers is enough has always been a question that has been raised by even the whistleblowers themselves
0: but after these people put their lives and their families lives at risk told the truth did the noble thing this is what happened mihares is murdered as well as his son <laughs> Corruption whistleblower Jun Losada was found guilty of corruption himself. In 2016, Losada was convicted of graft over something that he was blamed for when he was president and CEO of the state owned Philippine Forest Corporation. This is what Losada said after that trial. I can be bitter, so, I'm going to to the uh, continuing agony, loving this country, is a continuing agony. Mm-hmm. Kung ano yung sa convicted.
1: Edulus Reyes, together with another police officer, uh, Cory De La Cruz, who also exposed the Koratong Balaling rub out, were basically forced to give up. After spending several years in that safe house in the NBI compound, uh, they left uh, for Well, Ed de los Reyes left for abroad together with his family. And Cory de la Cruz basically just went to the province. They were not able to testify. The case took so long in terms of its investigation. And so these whistleblowers basically just gave up.
0: And what happened to the people they testified against? Where are they now? The High Tribunal affirmed the Quezon City Trial Court's decision-junking the case. Lacson and his 33 co-accused. The case stemmed from the shooting of 11 arrested members of the notorious syndicate along Commonwealth Avenue in Quezon City on May 18, 1995.
1: Well, the people they exposed, uh, charges, while charges had been filed against some of them, they were basically exonerated. So they are still out, they are still free. And so again, uh, whether they are still security threats to the whistleblowers, well, we don't know, but they are still around.
0: Ted, what laws protect whistleblowers? Uh, there are two basic uh, laws
1: or issuances that provide for whistleblower protection. The first is the Witness Protection Security Act. Under, the, under that law, the law provides for classification of certain people as state witnesses. And once they are classified and accepted into the Witness Protection Program, then they can be entitled to safe house. They can be entitled to security. And uh, of course... Uh, they, it also provides for relocation afterwards but again whether or not that relocation is sufficient well we don't know that but uh, the second issuance that provides for protection would be the rules of court. The rules of court allows for the discharge of a an accused where there are more where' it's more than one accused in a case to be discharged as a state witness. And that state witness can be removed from the case, he can be discharged as an accused if his testimony is the most indispensable. It is. Uh, it can be corroborated on all material points and he does not appear to be the most guilty. So that is what we usually hear when people are talking about state witnesses, the one who is not the most guilty. This morning at 6.10, I receive a call. Ayoko na pong i-discuss details kasi po ongoing investigation. Kung ako po na may power at may position ay tinatakot at pinupressure, paano po, po mga auditors natin nakatulad nila?
0: Okay, so what can be done to protect whistleblowers and the information they offer?
1: One very simple remedy is really to make sure that the witnesses get to testify and that their testimony becomes admissible. And we can do that by using an existing procedure in the rules of court, which is the perpetuation of the testimony of witnesses. This is something that's been there for a long time, but many lawyers and many courts don't seem to pay any attention to the rule. The logic behind this is that once a state witness or a whistleblower gets to testify ahead of time and the testimony is already considered admissible when the trial comes, then the level of security, the level of risk or threat becomes lower because he's already testified and there's no point in, well, eliminating him since the testimony has already been uh, given. The longer that it takes for them to testify, then the, the risk or the threat increases because they can still do something to prevent him from testifying. So, the one thing that needs to be done is to, well, maximize the use of perpetuation as a, as a requirement. So, if you would simply amend the Witness Protection and Security Act to include a mandatory provision to perpetuate the testimony, then I think that goes a long way in ensuring protection of witnesses. Second, of course, is to... Eliminate the temptation for witnesses or state witnesses or whistleblowers to, well, to basically give up. The situation of Edelos Reyes and Cory de la Cruz, for example. They were in very restrictive quarters. They were uncomfortable. Their families were uprooted. They had no security. So it becomes very tempting for them to accept, well, a bribe, to accept, you know, uh, an offer or to just go abroad and forget about the case. So then that can, those things are practical ways of ensuring that whistleblowers are protected and that we can enhance access to information that
0: comes from them. Look at it now from the perspective of a whistleblower. Does the risk of being targeted by past accomplices, having one's family uprooted and basically putting your life on hold, does all of that outweigh the benefits of potentially putting a criminal mastermind behind bars.
1: We haven't had a good track record of uh, securing convictions from using whistleblowers. Many whistleblowers tend to give up or they tend to get discredited. One way perhaps to, to measure whether we should continue using whistleblowers is success. Have we been able to get convictions in these high-profile cases, these cases that would not otherwise have been brought if not for the testimony? I think the jury is still out on that. But I think we should continue to look at using whistleblowers as a very valuable uh, tool, particularly in combating corruption, combating crimes wherein we would otherwise not be able to get evidence on on the accused. Again, I'm dead, eh?
0: At ako po si Robbie Alampay. Don't forget to subscribe to Puma Podcast Just search for us on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher and Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts This episode was produced by Katrina Ventura edited by Nico Bolante Maraming salamat po